Welcome to Chatty F, the anime feminist podcast. Today, we are going to be doing a drunk watch of the new hot gimmick live action movie on Netflix. Uh, I'm Caitlin. I am a writer and editor for Anime Feminist, as well as running my own blog. I have a heroin problem and writing for the Daily Dot. And today I am welcome, or I am joined by uh, Chiaki and Megan. How about you guys introduce yourselves? Sure. Uh, hi, I'm Chiaki Hirai. I am a freelance writer and uh, currently editor for Anime Feminist. Um, you can find me at, at Weebiest Empress on Twitter. Uh, or uh, otherwise on the website. I'm currently drinking Kings of Prohibition, Cabernet Shiraz. <laughs> Fancy. Uh, my name is Megan DeArmon. Uh, I'm an occasional contributor to Anime Feminist. Uh, when I'm not doing that, I'm doing my weekly manga reviews over at my blog, The Manga Test Drive, or occasionally doing other reviews on my other blog, Renaissance Jose. Uh, my choice of drink is Moscow Mule in a can. <laughs> I have a Riesling that I picked up at Trader Joe's that I don't know exactly what else it is. I don't know the brand or anything. It's booze. That's all you need to know. Um, so backstory, So for those who don't know, a drunk cast is uh, an episode of Anime Feminist where we are watching something so insane, we feel the need to drink while doing it. Right now, I am stone cold sober. But in a few minutes, I will be parked in front of my TV uh, watching the new hot gimmick movie on Netflix. And uh, then after finishing watching that, we're all going to come back together and drunkenly rant about what we just saw. Because y'all, this movie is insane. <laughs> I watched it uh, expecting something even vaguely similar to the manga. That is not what I got. I got something much wilder. <laughs> Um, but first, before we do that, we're going to have a little chat about hot gimmick, what it means to us, uh, and, and then go off and watch the movie. Uh, so Megan, how about you go first? Okay. Um, I have read all of hot gimmick. I read it fairly early on in the 2010s, around the time I started doing my blog. And it is certainly a thing because it is not a good manga. As you've discussed more than once on your blog and on your panel about abusive relationships in shoujo manga, it's really bad. It's really, really bad. And the manga itself, the art is okay. Uh, Miki Aihara is not a particularly spectacular mangaka, but it is the most compulsively readable thing. Oh my god. I hate that about it. It, it is the train wreck you cannot turn away from. Yeah, no, um, as Megan, you just alluded to, I ha I read it when it was first coming out, was like, no, no, not my thing, um, because it is full of abusive relationships presented as romantic. Um, and then later, when I was working on my panel about abusive relationships in shoujo manga, I was like, you know what's a prime example of that? Hot gimmick. Um, because, uh, for, I guess I should probably give a quick plot summary. This is what happens when I don't do show notes ahead of time. Well, luckily oh, wow. I did. Uh, so Hot Gimmick is the story of Hatsumi... What's her name? Last name. Saitama. 
I don't know. It doesn't matter. So Hatsumi goes to buy a pregnancy test for her uh, middle school sister, uh, whose period is late, and gets caught by the uh, wealthy son of the uh, company's owner, Ryoki. Ryoki announces that she will now be his slave because he has the power to ruin his life, her life. You should also know that they live in company housing. And the reason he can do this is because his mom is basically queen of the apartments. Yes. And any slight infraction could get you fired or shipped off to God knows where. Yes. So he has complete control of her life now. Um, and he is terrible. He constantly berates her. He hits her a couple of times. He finds her passed out in the stairwell and starts uh, uh, kissing her neck and grabbing her breasts uh, when she's definitely well beyond consent. Meanwhile, her childhood friend Azusa has moved back and he has since left become a really popular model. Um, and Azusa... Uh, immediately starts wanting to date her, but it turns out that he secretly hates her. Why? That reason's actually in the movie, so we'll get into it then. Um, but yeah, everyone in this series is terrible people. No, 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 there's one good person, oh, uh, aside yeah, from Hatsumi. Subaru. Uh, uh, Shinagu, I think it's, whatever, Sh the oh, older Shinogu? brother. Yeah, Shinogu. Shinogu. Well, except the whole incest mm. thing. Yeah, the, the whole thing becomes a love triangle between Ryoki, Azusa, and Shinogu. And Shinogu wouldn't be bad if not for the fact oh, that I he mean, is her adoptive older brother. You, you did just imply this the three boys who are in love with each other, which would be a much more interesting Yeah, no, model. I mean, I, I was on, on board for a moment. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I guess it's not so much a love triangle as like a love pyramid? Love diamond? I don't know. A multi-front There you go. <laughs> so anyway, this manga is awful. Um, but, like, I hate, I hate that I can't stop reading it every time I pick it up. Thanks for telling me. Uh, <laughs> Chiaki. <laughs> yeah, no, now Chiaki, you're going to go out and read it. Uh, do you have any history with this series? So, funny story. Um, I did hear about this manga back in high school. Uh, but it kind of passed me by because during, during the heyday, it was just as I was not really into shoujo manga as much. And I saw everyone reading it, but I was just, I, I just wasn't that interested in it. Uh, so I'm coming in totally blind to this uh, movie. I should have done some show notes, I guess, but no. you know, I, I figured I'm just going to sit back, eat a sandwich, drink some wine, um, and scream. <laughs> um Megan, what are do you what are your expectations for the movie? Other Admittedly, I've not watched a lot of live action manga adaptations. So, I don't necessarily have a ton, but I'm familiar enough with the story to know that there's no way this could turn out good. Mhm. Mm yeah, I mean, yeah, I've already watched it. I I watched it to review it for the Daily Dot. Um, and I was honestly very surprised by how completely and totally insane it was. I, I will say I wanted to do this podcast because of how you were talking about this film. It convinced <laughs> me I needed to see this. 
Same here. <laughs> All right, then. Shall we break and reconvene in about two hours? God. All right. Come on. y'all. Hi, everyone. Uh, it has only been a few seconds for you, but it has been two hours for us. Two hours of just... <laughs> just... What the hell? Okay, first of all, I want to apologize for my hiccups because I am a cliche. <laughs> I drank all of my Moscow mules and oh dear. I had a bottle of Riesling. Uh, I had a big, uh, entire bottle of uh, Shiraz, and I am currently on some plum wine. I also baked a cheesecake. Lovely. <laughs> so, Good job. But that is neither here nor there. So where do we begin with oh. this? Um, okay, before before we begin, I just want to make it clear. I, I wrote this down as a note at the very early <laughs> stages of the film while I, while I was a little bit more clear. Um, clear kids if you're getting bullied please report to your parents yes or teacher. yes yes please just do that please speak to a trusted adult if you are being bullied you will nowhere be in as much trouble as you will be if you trust your supposed love interest as hatsumi does in this movie oh my god okay <laughs> anyway um all right okay cheesecake and Drunken hiccups aside, I want to hear Chiak- Chiaki's impressions first because you are a complete newbie. Yes. So, Chiaki, All right. All how right. does this so, movie make you feel? Well, you know, you guys, y- y'all gave me some pointers as to what is happening in the movie. <laughs> and without those pointers at the very beginning, I would not have understood anything that was happening i'm not sure if it was because i was drunk or because the movie just assumed you knew what was going to happen i think it was column a column b yes yes it was absolutely a bit of both because like i said i've read this manga i've read it all the way through and even then even if i was stone freaking sober (laughs) i would be kind of baffled by some of the directions this movie takes <laughs> it's a, just a bad movie um but anyway please check and continue <laughs> um with with so little for me to really go off of in terms of the content itself like i i full stop the the content is terrible there's <laughs> There's oh, no yes. excusing it. No, but, absolutely none. But what really caught me was just what is this director doing with the camera shots? <laughs> I know, right? Like, self, like there's, as far as the editing self, and like the direction and the arc direction, it's, it's like what insane. is the tone here? Because the editing is so frantic <laughs> and quick, and the art direction is so washed out. The weird degrees of greens. Yes, that like and like cell just, phone it's footage. all in shades of white and gray. It's like, what are you going for? Like, I've read all when, of this manga. Uh, <laughs> this should be like dark and intense and melodramatic, and it's not. And it's like, what the hell are you 
four. My favorite one was when Hatsumi was talking to Azusa, and it was a split screen from two two different angles. And yes! One was yes! Like, it was, like, facing Hatsumi, and it was a warm colors. Yes, and it was, was all in shades of orange and blue, like freaking cool Michael colors. Bay or something. <laughs> and it's just you know, Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael Bay would have done better because there would be at least some explosions in the movie. Okay, I did like I did jot down a few thoughts um, during the movie. By the way, okay, so um, I first the first time I watched this movie was um when I was visiting my family for my uh for Christmas which I was doing for the first time in several years and my mom sort of kept coming and going uh at the movie and two two uh very rele- relevant things happened a I got a text from my little sibling um because I watched it in the morning I got a text from my little sibling saying, you woke me up with your cackling. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't come out. They did text me. Um, Because I was hyena laughing right from the get-go. Second of all, my mom, who is a fucking Paco Bell's canon otaku... Oh she no! She says that she had my sister and I learn to play instruments, so that we could play a duet of Paco Bell's Canon for her. Um, by the, by the end of the movie, she comes back into the living room and she says, "I'm starting to hate this song." <laughs> I can't blame her because this is possibly the most royalty-free score I've ever heard in a TV movie. Like at different points, I've heard Fur Elise, I yep. have heard Pachelbel's Canon, yep. and I've heard Freaky Ba Ba Black Sheep <laughs> at the, the very ABC beginning. Song. You could, it could also be the ABC song or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. No, the part- either way. Yeah, I thought it was Twinkle Twinkle. I said it was Twinkle Twinkle. <laughs> either way, it's like I realized that. Japanese TV movies do not have like huge production budgets, but Jesus! The part I was hyena laughing at, by the way, was the was at the very beginning when Hatsumi throws the box of con- condoms off the bridge. Oh no, it's not a box of condoms. It's a pregnancy test. No, no, no. There's a pregnancy test, but then she also also buys Akane a box of condoms, and Akane is like, I don't like to use those. Um, Gee, I wonder why. I'm 15 and I don't understand consequences, and also I should not be having sex. Um, yeah, like casually, Akane should not she be should like. Not be and yet, sex. Akane is the only character that actually comes off like a character. Like, she is literally the best actress in this whole freaking movie, which is appropriate because she's one of the few characters that really shines through the original manga. Um,. But anyway, so no. Like she's but, a little tramp, but she's darling. She she is a tramp. But she is like but no, she and she has some good move, moments in the movie too. But anyway, um so Hatsumi buys Akane a box of like ear like the box is iridescent. Um and yes, so glittery condoms. condoms. And like they like like Akane's like no I don't want those and Hatsumi like throws them over the bridge and it's just like dramatically bobbing in the 
water as the sunlight. No. As the tune of Black Lives Matter. Twinkle, 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 oh my god, swells. <laughs> but I mean, that's that in itself is a visual to take into account, but. I feel what was even worse was the pregnancy test just landing slap in Ryoki's hand. Yes! Like, when she throws it. Like, like he just catches it! <laughs> Good catch. None of these boys are cute, God. by the way. Oh, God, no. no. And terrible. part of that is because of the wig budget, because they had clearly had a wig budget of, like, $20. Oh, my God! And the thing is, is that Ryoki's actor has a very narrow Benedict Cumberbatchy sort of face, a very and so they clearly try to hide that handsomeness under a very like flat, weird wig that makes him look like he murders hobos no, in no, his no. spare time. No, no, no. I looked him up. He's not cute even without the wig. Eh, he's okay. Um, but Azusa's, oh my god. Like that horrid <laughs> orange thing. Azusa's wig is so... God, like, I like, realize that Leon. sort of thing can happen when you try to bleach black hair, but seriously, it just, it is so distractingly <laughs> awful. It's so bad. <laughs> so yeah, no, none of the guys are cute. No. Hatsumi's the very, no. like, generic sort of idol. Well, the problem is, is that she's played by an idol. Like, she's part, literally, of an idol group I have never she's heard like of. She's like Nogizaka48, right? Yes. And, oh, is she? And the yeah. only thing she knows about how, about how to act, like, sad and downtrodden is to bury her face in her hair. It's like, oh, I'm not cute. I'm not smart at all. I mean, that is part of, like, the whole idol thing. It's like, I'm not especially cute. I'm not especially smart. I'm not especially good at singing and yeah, dancing. It, it's bad when we're dealing with two out of three of our leads are members of an idol group. Like, I understand that as far as Japanese live action goes, that is a bad record. But, oh boy, I was not prepared. <laughs> because Ryoki's actor is just as bad. and He's done a lot of TV. All right. Um, who wants to summarize the plot of the movie as opposed to the manga? Oh dear. <laughs> who is the least drunk plot? here? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I haven't wa read the manga, so I am absolved from anything you guys can no, say. Go no, for it, That makes you the best candidate it. to summarize the plot. Because you are untainted. Okay. Because I have rants as far as adaptation goes, but you need to go first. Okay, so what I understand was Hatsumi and Azusa are sisters. Azusa's in middle school. Hatsumi's in high school, presumably. And she buys her little sister a uh, birth control thing, um, which Ryoki ca catches. Um, and Ryoki starts basically um, blackmailing her. Uh, and makes her into a slave. For inexplicable reasons, Ryoki decides she's no longer just a slave, but a love interest, and Hatsumi also agrees eventually. But uh, meanwhile, Asa, who is a childhood friend of Hatsumi's, shows up in the middle of whatever the heck this is all this all is. Um, just ch starts being chummy and ruins Hatsumi's life by gaslighting her all the way through 
meanwhile, they the sisters have a older brother, Shinobu, who is not actually related, but also totally trying to get in bed with Hitomi, Hatsumi. Um, Why does that keep happening in anime and manga? Like, oh, we're legally related and we grew up together, but since we're not blood related, it's okay for us to fuck. And in fact, inevitable that we want to. I feel it's that taboo feeling that really just gets people riled up. But the thing is, is that Shinogu is the, literally the only person within the original story, much less this movie, who literally cares about Hatsumi as a person, who literally cares about her welfare. And the sad thing is that is literally the best option. You know, I, I, I've faced that terrible choice before in terms of like, wow, everyone's terrible, but at least like the least terrible option is that you're just sisters by marriage. Or and the thing brother. is, they didn't make a light novel about this. It's called Hot Gimmick S. Viz actually released this back in the mid 2000s. So you can find out what that option looks like legally. Yep. <laughs> do, we, do we want to? I mean, guess if you want to. I feel, I feel there's like way better stories out there. <laughs> yes. Like, why are we revisiting this? Is that's is a good question thought. because this is kind of a in its heyday around the mid two thousands. Like, this was released in Betsetsu Komi around like two thousand to two thousand five. So this would have been, yeah, I know, right? Like, this is the same magazine that hosted like, um, oh, what's her face, the the author who does Blackbird. But anyway, it's a home to kind of questionable consent shoujo's stories. So this would have came out right around the time, like, the bubble was at its hugest here in the States. So a lot of people read it. So it's just like, oh, my God. Why? Why? Um, Chiaki, how do you feel about Ryoki as a love interest? Fuck him! <laughs> exactly! My thoughts exactly! Who, who do you root for Hatsumi to end up with? I'm gonna just play it straight. I'm gonna play it straight. Like, I honestly I believe in all of these love interests. Like, all of these options are bad. I I'm just gonna say, like, the best route for Hatsumi to, you know, explore is to call the cops. Mm-hmm. Move on with her life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go to college. Yep. Meet yep. a nice boy. Yep. And just like get married to him or a nice girl even. I don't yep. I don't care. Totally. Just someone not someone inside someone who respects mess. her. Because Ryoki is absolutely the worst. And this is and the thing is the amazing thing is this movie cuts out a lot of the, the most egregious events in the manga. Yes. But it, it cuts is out, still like, terrible. The it, it also cuts out. cuts out the whole reasoning for his whole slave reasoning, which is his mother being able to affect people's employment. Like, it just skips yeah. over that mm -hmm. entirely. So there's no reason for her to become his slave other than she's just so self-loathing that she just goes with it. And yet that's, there's that, that weird scene, that weird scene where he's, he's like, oh, you should go with those boys. And then, like, five seconds later, he's like, never mind, and, like, drags her away. Yeah. 
And the thing is, is you can't even accept Azusa as an acceptable alternate because in the manga, at least, he puts on a facade of charisma before he exposes his true character. And that's not even there in the TV movie. He's just as terrible as Ryoki. And that's even before he tries to date rape her with drugs, literally. Uh, if I may, one thing. Azusa yes. had charisma? No, charisma is no nowhere to be found. No, no charisma, no charisma chemistry where is the charisma in any of any part of this movie the thing is is the both of the the major love interests are supposed to be putting on this like facade of normality whether it's like the sociable personality personality of a model or you know the studiousness of a model student before they reveal their true themselves but they don't have that they're just terrible to hatsumi beginning to end mm -hmm. there's no pretense all and of the it, boys who are like when when ryoki is like i don't have a girlfriend but i do have a slave and all of the boys are like wow that's great yeah like call like call him out Please. Of course like, he wouldn't because fuck? he's part of that group. <sighs> I've read better porno than this. <laughs> All right, and I okay. believe it. I absolutely believe it. This movie has such a weird obsession with purity, right? I mean, admittedly, the manga has something of an obsession yeah. with that as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, so does a lot of media, right? But like, I mean, a lot of shoujo manga in general. That whole thing about like, I only wanted you to see me naked. <laughs> oh, the thing is, the whole sex scene scene between Hatsumi and, Re and uh, Azusa, that is actually a very reasonable update to try to update the story for modern standards, like with modern cell phones and all that. Like, that was not a bad idea in concept but in execution it just fails like everything else how the hell he roofies her so, and she wakes up just fine the next day not even the next day like within hours and she should like according to all reports of what date rape drugs are like she should be out for like half the day and she should be like i mean she should like she does she's not like blacked out or anything she should go to the hospital yes yes absolutely <laughs> yes yeah. and shinobu yeah. is the only person who's like this is wrong this is bad i'm gonna get you on a taxi i'm gonna take you home mm -hmm. except that like he does he's not even like he saw Rio he like roofie her he's not like let's take you to the hospital he's like all right, and, and admittedly, while I'm glad they avoided that, like, the literal uh, attempted gang rape that the manga does attempt, like, it's still very clearly implied in this TV movie version. Like, how do you manage to avoid, like, the worst, most abusive scenes of the manga and still end up so bad? Like, such a bad adaptation of the work. <laughs> like, this should be dark. This should be intense. This should be melodramatic. But it's not. And it's all scored to this weird, tinkly, like, royalty-free music. Can we talk about this? Re remixes of Fur Elise. <laughs> and Baba Black Sheep and Pachelbel's Cannon. <laughs> I want to ask, I want to ask, though, like, you said it's an update. What happens in the original in that scene? Like, Oh, my God. No, at so that bad. point, his friends literally do attempt to gang rape her, but she is saved in the nick of time by her brother, who's working like a zillion okay. like part-time jobs yeah. to make money. Okay, so yeah, Azusa arranges for her to be gang raped, but she is saved at last 
second. It's way more explicit. And then explicit. she is still drugged, and she ends up, like, passing out in the stairwell of her apartment complex. And Ryoki comes along, and he sees her. And like, he feels her up! Yeah, and he starts, like, grabbing her boobs and, like, kissing her neck. And, and like, it's framed as a romantic thing. Yes, and then Subaru... Subaru's older sister Shinogu. comes along and Shinogu, the older brother. No, no, it was Subaru. Subaru, the other oh, boy. Oh, Sh- Sh- yeah, the, his the, older Asusa's sister comes along friend. and she sees it and she's just like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. All right, I'm gonna mind my own business and keeping keep on going." Instead of being like, Whoa, what <laughs> the that's fuck? something else. What the fuck? Like as far as handles, say something. As far as handles the setting, like, most of this takes place within, like, a large company apartment building. Like, this should be this very dark, claustrophobic thing. But it doesn't come through at all. So, another question I have, then. Are the parents involved in any of this, like, convoluted story uh, at all? Because I've seen of? some parents. Like, the I've whole revelation is there. that there's this whole rivalry between Azusa and Ryoki because Azusa's mom had an affair with Ryoki's dad, but uh, Hatsumi's dad took the fall for that. And because of that, Azusa blames Azusa, uh, Hatsumi's family for that. And that's why he's taking his revenge against her. Hatsumi's dad is also like weirdly strict like in the I feel like in the movie they had it like oh he's away on business but he was there in the manga and he's like super like strict like oh my daughter must like be like perfectly chaste because once again this series has a weird obsession with purity. Oh like, god, yes. It's it like I mean like the whole like it's such an undercurrent thing throughout the movie. It's like you're the only one I want to see you naked. I only wanted to see you naked. I don't want to just see any Again, girl naked. Like, like, like that then, was like, that was one of the few places where updating that to account for things like cell phones mm-hmm. actually did make some sense, and it actually did kind of work, except for the fact that the the, the screenplay just kind of falls apart in the full third act. Right. <laughs> my 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 issue with the like the stripping scene is that that's like normal drunk girl like. Yeah, being taken advantage of like you don't need to drug her for that to happen like that's not what drugging does drugging does is like she's like passed out and you physically take advantage of her not that I want to see that I'm no. completely at peace with that not happening um, in this movie but like it it doesn't mesh Right? Like, it, it well, doesn't make Well, sense. nothing really meshes because mm-hmm. the paces of this thing is just so breathless. And a lot of that comes through in just the editing. Like, the editing is so frantic and weird. <laughs> that big climactic scene. On the <laughs> well, this is, this is all throughout the movie, not just the climax. <laughs> like, it's just constantly cutting back and forth between scenes. And it's just... The thing is, Tony's supposed... Editing supposed to set the tone of any sort of movie. It's supposed to set the tone of how things are supposed to proceed. And this thing is so frantic that it just makes no sense whatsoever. Like I thought it was a comedy. <laughs> I wouldn't um, blame you. No, but like like that that scene. Okay, that whole thing. None, nothing makes sense because first of all, there's that ultrasound. A. Why is Ryoki carrying it around? B. <laughs> who is that baby? 
Admittedly, at this point, <laughs> I am so wasted on Moscow Mules that I'm kind of half attention, paying attention to the plot, so... Who is that baby? I don't know. I presume it's supposed to be um, Asus's mother, because the whole thing is that uh, Asus discovers his mother is pregnant, and their family divorces, and his mother eventually ends up committing suicide, and that's why he's trying to enact revenge via Hatsumi to Ryoki, but it's just like, oh my god. Like, why, B, why is Ryoki just carrying that around all the time? Like, why does that he just have As that? you do. You know what? Trauma does things. Trauma does things to people. Um, see, the, like, on the riverbank, they're just yelling non-sequiturs at each other. Yes, at, at the end, they're just running through the park, just yelling non-sequiturs at And this is supposed to be romantic. Like, this is supposed to be the, the culmination of their relationship, so to speak. And it's just like, oh my god, this is so ridiculous. Nothing this makes no sense. Nothing they are saying <gasps> connects to what the other person is saying. No, what? not at all. And it doesn't There's help no the fact that, that out of our three leads, two of them are idol singers by trade, and neither of them can act at all. I mean, admittedly, um, Ryoki, who is the professional TV actor, isn't much better. But Hatsumi's method of acting is just to bury her face in her hair and slump her shoulders. And that's about it, about communicating how insecure she is. And she's terrible. And then she cuts two inches off of her hair and Ryoki says she looks like an alien. Meanwhile, Azusa, and the thing is, maybe he's a great actor, but I couldn't tell because I was endlessly distracted by his awful orange wig. <laughs> Like, admittedly, that's the thing that happened if you have very dark hair and you try to bleach it. But it looks like a $20 wig, and it's yeah, so distracting. No, I have never done that. I have always been, I was all, I have always had black hair, and it will never change. Like, I have very dark brown hair myself, and I, I've never tried to really attempt to do, like, any extreme highlights because of that. But that thing is just hideous. I will, I will say, though, uh, the best actor in my opinion throughout this entire movie was uh shinogu's co-worker that that guy who was helping that scene in the car though see i was gonna say akane hatsumi's younger sister because she's the only one who really gets the personality of the original manga character through because akane is admittedly a, a little bit of a tramp but she's ultimately you know she, she's not She's a good girl, and she has this kind of relationship going on with Shinobu, who's kind of an otaku who lives in their apartment building. Super. And the mo the movie tries to get this across, and it doesn't because it utterly fails because it doesn't have enough time for it. I, I never noticed. She's she's a good girl, and she deserves better than what this movie gave her. She's the only one who can act. I will say that much because yes. oh my god, she's definitely the best actor. She's seventeen too. I look her up. She's 17, Fair. she's super young, and she's like, the best actor in this movie by... Like, admittedly, TV Japanese movie acting is admittedly flatter than a lot of the anime I'm used to, but Jesus! Uh, Chiaki, I'm wondering, when you watch these, do you watch it, um, raw, or do you watch it with subtitles? Subbed, I was watching I it on watched... Netflix. Chiaki. Well, yeah, so for me, I'm, I'm fluent in Japanese, and I did have subtitles on, but... 
When you're drunk, you start kind of ignoring it. It doesn't help that the translation is a little spotty in areas. They do tend to leave off some particles here and there. Like those that are need to, to be there. I'm just, I'm curious if it makes any more sense, like, in raw Japanese than it does subtitled. Because my Japanese isn't good enough for that. I was too busy looking at my wine glass and just staring <laughs> at what I'm, staring at myself. Wondering what the <laughs> fuck I was doing with my life that I couldn't really pay attention to the uh, subtitles. I can go back and look at it later, maybe never, but I mean, you know. Yeah, a lot of the second half of this movie is just focused on focusing on, hey, look how pretty Shibuya is. Instead of, you know, focusing on the plot. It's not just Shibuya. I, I can tell that the director really had a thing for wanting to be really edgy. Oh my his, god, um, yes. Like, with the editing her, and her, the color design and everything. Oh, her, her, her. I'm sorry. Like, her. she was clearly um, trying to do, like, I'm gonna do different than all those other TV movies. And, bless her, she tried, but she tried in such a wrong manner. Like, the, the just the tone is just, it, it's, it's all wrong. Like, this, like, this does not feel like the manga felt in the way that it read like, I, I feel like I should not be so offended that it adapted it so badly, but I do. It did and it's it weird. It's, it's bad in a completely different way from the manga. Yes, like, it avoids, like, the worst parts of the manga, but it's still a terrible adaptation, and I'm so baffled. Yeah. So, I want you both, I want you both to tell me, um, the scene where they spill the coffee... <laughs> I merely missed that because like, I was so drunk. Hatsumi <laughs> just like casually like knocks over the mug, and then she knows who lies down in it. I mean, admittedly, I've seen pictures, so I know what happens. But just like, what the hell? <laughs> she like it's not even like she like flails and knocks it down. She just sort of like twitches her hand and knocks it over. After, like, just, like, casually taking off her pants in her brother's apartment. As you do. As you do. After nearly getting date raped. I'm empty. I'm gonna try to seduce my brother, who, until just a couple weeks ago, I thought was biologically related to me. But since he's not, it's okay for me to fuck him. It's okay. And honestly, this movie is kind of an insult to Hasumi. Like, Hasumi is not a great character, but there's... I feel like the manga handles her insecurity about her intelligence and her confidence a little more subtly than this movie does, where she's like, oh, I'm so dumb. This is stupid. Whatever. Uh." You know what? Thinking of all this, I feel like Domestic Kanojo is a better anime. I don't think (laughs) you're completely wrong. You know, I watched a couple episodes of Domestic Girlfriend and I didn't hate it. I read the first volume. Same thing. I I didn't like it enough to keep watching, but at least it knew that it was trash. Same here. and I feel like the movie would have almost been better had it accepted its its own innate trashiness and just embraced that, like the darkness and the melodrama and just rolled with it. Like it would have been truer to the source material than this like tinkly generic sort of BS. Oh my God, the score was so distracting. And along with the, the, again, along with the editing, it's just like, 
what tone is this even going for? What audience is this trying to capture? Because I can't imagine this would would have gone over well with people who remembered the manga. It has five stars on IMDb. Those poor fools. The, the movie? Out of ten. The movie? Out of ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds um, about right. When and okay, yeah. Okay, when she's during that big conversation where she's saying like, "I feel like I'm alone in my body," I'm like. That's way too self-observant for Hatsumi. Like, the whole thing through the manga is that she's not really self-aware of herself or her impact on others. But the way that it tries to romanticize her relationship with Ryoji, like, on one hand, that is is fairly um, equivalent with what the manga tries to do. But on the other hand, it is such BS! It is such BS! Like, no, you cannot make him romantic. You cannot, no matter how much you try. Because he literally tried to enslave her. And not even with the excuse of, my mom could literally fire your dad at a moment. Which the movie totally skips over. easily. Like, she just submits to, like, okay. Listen, if you have, like, like, listen, if that's what you're into, that's what you're into, what you're into. No, yeah, but that's no. not consensual. No, Caitlin, Caitlin. That's not even Caitlin. remotely consensual. Let, like, let me say this. As a 24-7 slave, or pet, for my, in my case, even I was like, wow, that is so non-consensual. Absolutely. That is, that is so messy. Mm-hmm. You have no impetus. You have no impetus to, like follow along yeah you and do- suddenly you're you're both just kind of like snogging each other like you were made for each other and i'm like where is the where is the character drive for this relationship to get to where it is right now yeah right. where is it because like, so even the manga makes the case like like that ryoki is kind of insecure and doesn't really socialize well and only knows about women is what he reads through manga mag like like men's magazines right the- it's like the whole scene okay so like there's this scene in the manga where he like like pins her down on his bed and starts taking off her clothes and like she's like what the fuck are you doing stop and he's like (laughs) because it's like if he read in a magazine it's like oh well if a girl resists keep going because that i mean and it feels like the movie tries to equate this with the scene where he's talking with his classmates so like oh girls are easy you know you just get them anywhere and they'll just do what you want and again that would not necessarily be a bad update a bad commentary and like talks about masculinity but the movie is just not really prepared to go in that direction there's no point of view Mm -hmm. to it Right. Like, that's the thing, is that, like, I, I I feel like what always gets me in fiction is, like, when there's, like, no point of view. It's like, what are you trying to say with this? Yes. Not, nothing. Right. Well, you're saying something, but it's not coherent. So, like, find your goddamn point of view. There's no point of view here. It's just it's people true. yelling nonsensical shit at each other for two hours. Yep. And then someone pulls out a fucking ultrasound and then they yell at each other more. Yeah. And someone has a bad die job. Yep, that, that is absolutely an accurate summation of watching the hot gimmick movie while being at least mildly drunk, if not more so. I'm just I'm I'm by the way I'm just not over the scene in the car with Shinogu and his coworker because like that was an intensely homoerotic scene. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's mainly because Hatsumi's actress is just such a nobody that she just kind of disappears into the scene regardless of whomever she's with. Gets outclassed by the side character or the extra in the car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Like when they're like lighting each other's cigarettes, like. Like, no one fucking... Yeah, okay. with, like, they him and the, the, with the brother and, like, the DJ or whomever he is. Like, the like, whole scene when they expose what, like, the whole uh, older brother's backstory. Like, yeah, there's, there's yeah. like, crazy tension between those two. Yeah, I no, don't know like, why. That, I was like, is this supposed to be implying that, like, Shinogu is actually, like, battling, like battling his internalized homophobia and is actually gay like what is happening here why like but there that's is... just consistent with the direction like, like the whole thing phallic is, symbols is everywhere film, like the whole thing is filmed in like these washed out uh shades of white and gray and like it's i suspect it's meant to be like oppressive but it doesn't really come through it just comes off as really boring when it feels like it's just like visually be more dramatic. Be darker. Be weirder. Well, that could seem was pretty weird. Weird, but not intentionally so. At least I suspect not. Like, seriously, the cigarettes mega phallic when they both have their cigarettes in their mouths and, like, the coworker dude is lighting Shinogu's cigarette, neither of them taking the cigarette out of their mouth. That's some gay-ass shit right there. Yeah, admittedly, this is the point where I started to kind of follow the film because I was I was already like four Moscow mules into this film and I was not really paying attention. But then it tried to romanticize Ryoki and Hatsumi's relationship and admittedly, this sort of thing does happen within the manga. But even then, it was like, this is just such, this is such bull. This is such bull. You cannot romanticize this. He literally told her to be her slave. You can't yeah, go back yeah. from that. It's very difficult to like recover from that. Yeah. It's impossible. See. By the way, what about the manager? Because like Oh my god. I was watching her. She, she was a I character was in the her. manga. Just and what happened was more or less what happened. Or not for Ryoki, for Azusa. Uh, yes. And what happened to her was more or less what happened in the manga, but it's just wow. Yeah, like that's that's that was some key lawsuit material right there. I was less like, "Hey, Hatsumi, just just sue them, ruin his career, yeah, make the whole money thing is off the of this agent is trying to uh, play off an apology for Azusa for basically sexting her and trying to exploit her, but she's also like, if she's not already sleeping with him, she's truly." clearly trying to she wants to fuck him so yes bad. And, it, and it's really exploitative and weird and i don't know if the movie's trying to capture this purposefully or not but oh man that's the thing about this the direction in this movie is you never are sure what it is trying to do whether right? it's intentional or not like right like there, there is no sense of purpose to any anything in the movie. I honestly don't know what it was trying to accomplish for like ninety percent of what was going on. Like vaguely try to adapt what Monk was there, and the I should note that because of the editing, the pace is just 
breathless. Like, we get to basically the midpoint of the manga where Azusa tries to date rape Hatsumi. And that's like 45 minutes into a two-hour movie. And it's just like, what is left? What is left for you to do? You know what? I just realized um, Azusa just kind of disappears after that, huh? Yes, yeah. he does. That's how it is in the manga, too. As I and the middle of Ryoki disappears during like all those scenes with Azusa where he's trying to seduce her. Hi. Right. I, I noticed that, too. But I'm, I feel like there's no closure. There's no, like... There, there, there is no closure with um, Azusa or Shinobu or anyone nope. at the end there. Not yeah. a bit. It just y'all. My husband just came in, stuck his head in, in the workroom, and took out the baseball bat, and I'm worried. Oh, I consulted with my own husband throughout all of this. It's just like, is, is this weird to you? Does this come off as flat to you? It's like, yeah, like TV dramas in Japan come off as like way flatter than what you're used to in like anime, and admittedly that is true. But also, I have to say that like the lead actors are just kind of absolutely terrible why, does, why did he take the baseball bat am I being robbed and admittedly only two thirds of that can be blamed on the fact that they that the lead actors are singers by like occupation but just oh my god I like how Megan's completely ignoring what you're saying Caitlin <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. What more can, what more can a burglar steal than the time that that has been stolen from you from watching this movie? I know, right? Like the, the second half of that movie was just a blur for me. Other than the scene where, um, uh, Hits Hatsumi and uh, Akane like bond over each other again through, uh, through um karaoke because the movie finally remembers like three-fourths of the way through like oh yeah there was this subplot with Akane and an otaku who lives in an apartment building named Subaru who end up in a kind of a rom romance themselves and the movie just just mostly forgets this except when it absolutely needs to and that was like almost a good scene and it's a shame because in the manga that their relationship is honestly kind of sweet like because she, she's a very popular girl and he's an otaku so they're kind of like at opposite ends of the social spectrum but they come together and it's actually kind mm -hmm. of sweet like during the karaoke scene i almost like i i almost felt like their sisterly relationship yeah like, I almost feel it yeah um, but like it's still like the the there's like two very isolated isolated scenes with Akane and Subaru. And it's also like weirdly slut shamey because yep. she's just like I like she's like, Oh, I like I learned all this stuff about sex so that I could be with you and he's like, I'm sorry, you're too much of a hoe for me, basically. Yeah, um, poor Akane. Like she's like, not a bad character. I admittedly she kinda kicks off the whole plot, but but the manga does her dirty. The manga she, absolutely does her dirty. Not everything does her dirty. I mean, listen, she is hoeing around and making really bad choices. 
Like, listen, if you're 15 and you're fucking, like, honestly, in my my 32-year-old opinion, you're too young to be fucking, but, you know. But, but she learns but to have, like, a, a normal teenage relationship through Saburo with his whole otaku. <laughs> I don't know how relationships work. And it, it, it comes off <laughs> sweet when you're reading it, but here it just comes out of nowhere. Her relationship with Saburo. Mm-hmm. She, <laughs> she just loves it. So. By the way, guys, y'all, at one point, uh, the subtitle's called Hatsumi Hatsune. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. And I'm like, oh, no. I did not need to notice that. Boy. I did not notice it. Oh, thanks, Netflix. <laughs> Netflix quality. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is kind of like a B-quality sub job as far as, like, quality goes. Nowhere near the worst I've seen on Netflix. No, no, not even close, but... They, they, they didn't give the absolute attention to these subs. Nothing will ever beat Fate, Fate Extra. Fate Extra. Was anyone expecting to see watch this movie? Like, did Netflix upload this expecting people to watch it? Kind of. I, I mean, mean, there yeah, there is an audience for, like, live-action shoujo adaptations adaptations i mean there's a small cottage industry built around adapting boys over flowers to make it like less reprehensible and make so it palatable many different countries have adaptations of boys over flowers yep and and that manga is terrible so I mean, this absolutely fits in that sort of have, vein netflix does have a number of j-drama uh translations um, and like and admittedly, this is my first month. experience outside of, like, the odd episode of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. But, oh, man. Oh, man. It really has not improved beyond, like, those very tokusatsu origins. We, we watch J-dramas in Japanese class um, for language practice. And, uh, yeah, no. This yeah, I understand no it's supposed good. to be a lot flatter than what I'm used to to anime, but oh man. Oh man. We watched Natsuko no Sake and Hitotsu Yane no Shita. Um, but this was a lot crazier than either of those. A lot crazier than, and yet a lot tamer than the source material, which leaves it in just this, this weird place. Like, I, I don't think I could recommend it entirely on a so bad it's good level, but I can't say to, re- to recommend it as, like, a good adaptation of a shoujo manga either. It's just in this weird middle place. Yeah, it's just bizarre. It's just so strange. All right, y'all, we're coming up on the hour, which means Kay. I should probably start to sign us out. Yep. So... Thank you for listening to Chatty AF and <laughs> bearing with us during this, um, <laughs> this uh, whole whole thing. Thank you for bearing with our drunken rambles. Uh, if you this was an experience, absolutely. Somehow, <laughs> if you somehow enjoyed this episode and would like to read or listen to more, you can find us on animefeminist.com. You can also find our Twitter at Anime Feminist. You can find us on Facebook at Anime Fem, on Tumblr at Anime Feminist, and 
if you really for some reason enjoy this or just feel really bad for these poor drunkies here, you can support us on Patreon at Anime Feminist. We're a lot better when we're sober. Yes. We're a lot better. <laughs> this is um, absolutely true. I promise that the money you pay will not go to alcohol for the team. I actually cannot make this promise. But <laughs> Anything that's coming to me, alcohol. No, that's not true. Um, You're right. I don't actually drink. I quit drinking. I drank just for oh, this no, podcast. Off the wagon. But um, even a donation of a dollar a month, those donations add up so fast. And they are like... They are so important to the running of our website. Absolutely. Um, and anything more than that is so appreciated. We love y'all more than we love Hot Gimmick. We love you all, so please, please don't watch this movie unless, like us, you are very drunk. <laughs> um, and remember to stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs>